and stuff, you go in there, and, like, yeah. you have to sign the waiver. Yeah. Well, dude didn't sign the waiver and just, like, walked in and, like, uh, like all the way, to the, like, straight to the lounge. And, like, uh, anyway, my boss went in there and was like, hey, you just uh, we just need you to come up and sign the waiver, and you're good. And, like, the dude was like, what? And, like, followed him all the way up there and, like, fucking just beeped his, sh- like, just wouldn't listen and, like, like beeped his shit and then just started tried to walk in again. And, like, like right. Like, just like my boss was like, no, you we need like you have to sign this, and the dude wouldn't listen. Is he homeless? No, oh. just a normal ass dude, like fucking just like a silly goose. Yeah, like him, like him and his homie, like his homie, like comes in there all the time, and they fuck, like always buys weed for me. I've I just right. never seen this dude before, you know. And uh, then he was like, no, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna smoke the weed I bought, like I, or I'm gonna get the weed I bought, grab it, you know, and like fucking my boss just like stepped in front of him, and like. Uh, dude, fucking like, put his hands on like my boss like shoved him and like my boss took it like a G and just like stepped in front of him was like nah you're not you're not gonna do it and then like did it again and then my boss gave him just the the shove you know but I didn't realize how strong my boss was like dude had some strength behind him because p- after that push the dude was like oh man I'm not gonna try that again I was like wow well, holy fuck but like it just got it got like kind of crazy for a little bit and like all of us but like the the buttenders had to like. Come like stand, make sure, dude. You know, didn't like you know get in. Dude, it's just nuts. The people of Six Feet are uh, in, in Michigan that block, that like Six Mission Fifth Market Six. There's some of them. Chocolate raisins, dude. Chocolate almonds, bro. So, I was working. I wasn't even working. I wasn't even working. I was just at OMG on a whatever night. I'm hanging out with Jessica, and I'm drinking. And this homeless guy comes in, and he starts asking people for money at the bar. This was like, you need to go. He's like, not wanting to go. And I like, kind of corral him, like, you need to go. And then Rakesh, the owner, gets in front of him, and he's like, you need to go right now. And starts like getting mad. Go out there with Rakesh and this guy. Rakesh is like, telling him, like, you need to leave. And this guy's like, freaking out. Yeah, tell him all kinds of names. And then throws and, and start is trying to spit at Rakesh, but he doesn't have enough saliva in his mouth to do it. So he's like dry spitting at him and throws his box of food Rakesh. And uh and I'm telling Rakesh the whole time, like, let me just move. I'll move him. I'll move him. I'll I'll i I will get him And Rakesh is like, No, 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 spits on it and then Finally musters up enough spit, dude. Starts spitting at Rakesh. And it happened a few times. I told Rakesh, I said, just let me do it. He's like, okay. I walked up to him. I said, hey, dude, if you spit on me, I'm going to move you. These are the words I use. I said, I'm going to move you. And I, you will move. And it's not going to be nice. And you, But you're going to be moved. And he looks at me for a minute. Well, I just I just want my box of food, <laughs> and I was like, "That's fine, dude." But if you spit on me, I'm gonna move you. <laughs> and I should have, I just on general principle, like for him spitting on Rakesh and shit, I should have. That's fucked like that you don't up. spit on people. Yeah, that's but that's I, I gross. That's Rakesh like didn't want me to hurt him, but I was like, I told him, I said straight up, dude, if you spit on, because he heard Rakesh say, "Don't hurt him." I'm like, but I won't. I, I'm here with him. I'm like, if you spit on me, I'm gonna move you, and it's gonna hurt. Yeah. It's not gonna be nice. We're not gonna have this nice thing. You're gonna get fucked up. That's the one thing I don't like is people spit on me. That's, that's gross. That's, that's fucked up. That's, that's another that's thing that's in my that's constitution. 
You spit on me, I'm fucking making you by the curb. Straight up. That's some fucked up shit, bro. Unless you're a hot goth mommy, dude. Yeah, I love hot goth mommies. <laughs> Speaking of hot goth mommies, <laughs> uh, shout out to my lady love B. Uh, and uh, fucking, I'm gonna jam some more emo rap. This song's called Marceline. Yeah. You can skip this intro. I, I have a low attention span too, so don't worry about it. Yes. I think the thing about cartoon characters is like you can imagine how they would look. Like you can just choose how yeah. they would look. Yeah. She looked like Marceline when she pop a bean and she rock with me. I pull up to the scene. She's a fiend, strawberry ice cream. Meet me at the tree and she asks, Are you scared of me? Yeah, I am, but it don't matter. Cause you look like Marceline when she pop a bean and she rock with me. I pull up to the scene. She's a fiend, strawberry ice cream. Meet me at the tree and she asks, Are you scared of me? She don't know who to call If I shoot my shot Then I best her not miss Shotty mention that She likes roses and gifts I know that's a lie Cause when I tried she got pissed Go outside you're looking pale I'm sorry I didn't mean it I'm sorry I feel like Adventure Time Like when I was younger After watching some of the episodes I always got like Had like an existential crisis And stuff like that like it's a good show, but it's definitely yeah. kind of depressing. She looked like Marceline when she pop a bean and she rock with me. I pull up to the scene. She's a fiend, strawberry ice cream. Meet me at the tree and she asks, Are you scared of me? Yeah, I am, but it don't matter. Cause you look like Marceline when she pop a bean and she rock with me. I pull up to the scene. She's a fiend, strawberry ice cream. Meet me at the tree and she asks, Attention, fuck you and you and you. I hate 
throw a tantrum. This that hot girl bumble two step. They can't box me in. I'm too left. This that drip is more like oceans. They can't fit me in a Trojan out of pocket, but I'm always in my bag. Yeah, that's the slogan. This that who's all there. I'm pulling up with an emo chick that's broken. This that college dropout music. Every day like that she be stupid. And my friends are all annoying, but we go dumb. Yeah, we go stupid. This that 10K on the table just so we can be secluded. And the vodka came to Superhuman, fuck you and you and you. I hate your friends and they hate me too. I'm through, I'm through, I'm through. This that hot girl by my anthem, turn it up and throw attention. Fuck you and you and you. She be too thick and my friends are all annoying But we go dumb, yeah, we go stupid This the college dropout music Every day like that She be too thick and my friends are all annoying But we go dumb, yeah, we go stupid We go stupid, we go stupid, we go And you want me to change? Fuck you! Fuck you and you and you I hate your friends and they hate me This song was uh, selected by uh, Mark Neuer Who said, uh yeah, I got some emo rap. This is what, some of the emo gay stuff I think you'd like. And I'm like, no. It's, it's gay, but like, not the kind of gay that I like. Uh, how's everybody feeling out there? Everybody feeling good? For those listening, I'm glad you're listening. It means a lot to me. I'm just in here vibing, playing music, hanging out. Someone wants to call in and talk, man. Call me at If she hit you off the 
Friends fought up on a school night. Yes, I wanna die, but I'm alright. All right. Money uh, and the drives always on. Stoned as eating candy. Or am I? This next song.
Neuer was like, I'm going to play this shit, man. I'm throwing it up on the queue. That's a healthy stream you had there, Neuer. That was a nice pee you took. Some Somebody's got to pee. Someone's got to urinate. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. You drink a lot of liquids, bro. I drink enough water. I've listened to this whole album the like, day it came out. Hot for the dish, watch what the kid drops, I'm gonna get the prop if you're not with the beers. Not only are the reasons I really popped at the crib, so hating motherfuckers, you better stop with the jizz. Hard for the dish, but I'm boss, it don't matter what the cost, when I live, but I cost from the weird. Kill a city, but have a nigga lost in the mirror, leaving nothing but motherfucker, puss a cough in the gear. What is happening is a merger, different levels of murder. Look, we just cooking and I'm a server further. This is what I'm gonna get doing, just remember we're eating Gerber. Mama said to kill them all in a herder. Thank you, baby, for what I didn't know. Lil Wayne is getting all the people knowing the strange in the cage. I've been really able to hang in the pain, but when he shot my name, has been a change in my lane. I'm a cluster fucking loving nothing right but here. to get your brain. And I'll be stuck in love and quick to bust a nut and take a nigga's day with no shame. Really be busting nothing, thinking they thuggin' tough, but never do knuckle up you in a gang. You bang, you drug and touchin' everything you lay. Sucker, you cannot sustain the rain. Tech nine is such a coo coo in this. Bottom nigga strange music. Crew crew swishes. I know I'm fucking never. Yeah, that is a good song. Uh that was like my senior year's like anthem. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Lil Wayne lyrics that didn't age, age well. Yeah. I'm a big rap fan, dude. I, I know a lot of that. Like, uh, how do you, do you know anything about that Swisha house that DJ yeah. yeah, what about, what about this shit? I'm about to play a southern class. It's a Houston legend right here. Big Mo. Yeah, man, like that, like songs like that come on in Houston, and it like, it like, people turn up, people lose their minds. Like, 
Houston, Houston rap has like such a soul to it. Like, uh, it took like R and B and uh, like hard, like hardcore gangster rap, and like mixed it together. Like, cause you have people like um, uh, Trolley Boy that do crazy ass song. Oh shit! I got a caller. Welcome to the podcast. What's up? Oh shit, it's B, my lady love. Hello, hello. Hello, welcome to the podcast. What are you an expert on? I am an expert on these nuts. I don't know. What the fuck are you an expert on? Uh, currently, I was about to talk about uh, Houston rap. Yeah, I heard that last song. It was banging. It was banging. Yeah, it was a little baby. Zero. A little uh, chopped and screwed. Yeah. A little screwed up quick. Hey, did you just land back in Texas? Yeah. How's it feel to be back in the dirty third? <clears throat> fine. <laughs> it's fine. It is what it is. It's humid. Do but, you have any questions you know. for, for Neuer here? What's up, Neuer? How's it's it going? Bird. I'm over here eating. Eating some munchies. Snacky snacks. Fero Rocher. How do you th- say those? Fer- for Fiero Rochero, the, the fucking. I don't know. Proper chocolates, dude. I'll tell you that right some now. Good chocolates, man. Good, good chocolate. You guys got some gummies? That's, oh, that's my particular my favorite munchy food is gummies. No gummies. Chocolate only. Chocolate only. You guys are balling. Well, I just wanted to call and say, what's up? What's up, B? Two more hours. Thank you for two calling hours. in. I just got both of a plane from Salt Lake, from Boise. It's been a, it's been a hell of a day. That's a lot of fl- plane travel. Where'd you just go? It, it was. I just had my, uh, my shuttle driver from the airport call me mommy, and I was like, what? It was bad news days. Flying back from Idaho, right? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yep. Straight. Good old Pacific Northwest. Fuck's up there. What the fuck? <laughs> What's the fuck's up? <laughs> um. Well, that's my hometown. That's where I'm from. Went back for a family reunion. He keeps that's trying my, to feed my me. My crazy-ass family. Well, you got some crazy-ass family over there? Yeah, yeah, all my uh, my brothers. I had a couple brothers. Brother flight from Houston, one flying from Salt Lake. I got a brother there. My mom's there, so we all hung out. It was good times, good times. Played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons because we're nerdy as fuck. Where'd you stay while you were out there? Uh, at, at my mom's house. Say that again. Has she always lived there? No, we're kind of transplants from all over the place. I was born in Cali, we've been in Colorado, we've been in Utah, we've been in Idaho, but uh, I did graduate high school in uh, Boise, Idaho. Over there? Yeah. Yeah. So, what, and, and, and that, so you've been to that house before? 
Oh, yeah, 100%. Did you stay in, like, your old room? Um, <laughs> so we were also in a lot of different houses that, uh, in Boise in and of itself. So I didn't, I didn't stay there when I was a minor. But my mom did, uh, she runs an Airbnb, basically, for, like, uh, executive people coming in and people that work at the university. And uh, it's like a month-to-month thing. So she just uh, cleared out the house for this month. And so I did stay in a room that I had stayed in before at one point in my life. But, uh, yeah, we kind of had the the whole house to ourselves. It was nice. How did it feel to masturbate in the room that you used to stay in when you were younger? Um, I was just waiting for you to stop talking so I can get that punchline off. I'll be honest with you. Oh, shit. That was a good one. That was a good payoff. That was a good one. So long for you. Zing, zinger, zing. Damn. Yeah, she was talking to me on the phone while doing it, too. Rob Blunt. Live on the radio. We were live on the radio doing it? No, but we are now. We are now. Yeah. Well, I it's hot as fuck in my car, so I'm gonna let you guys go. And y'all have fun, and uh, yeah, say hi and eat some more food. Oh yeah, allegedly. Hey, I love you. Have a great day. Have fun. Love safe you too. travels back home. We'll do. Don't get too crazy. I mean, uh, get crazy as fuck. What am I talking about? We won't. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, for sure. Nice to meet you, man. All right, peace out. all your guests. I know. Every time, Neuer, it's so fun. <laughs> every guest, Neuer's just like, let me just ask all the personal questions. Fuck it. I don't care. Call into a podcast. I'm going to ask you some fucking real questions. No, it's hardcore, man. Like, you know, uh, that was B. That's uh, my lesbian lover. B E E, like the, the bumblebee. No. <laughs> you got a fucking flower in your hat, dude. No, it's because I suck dick. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? You got to get these away from me, bro. <laughs> you just smashed like eight chocolates. He's like, that was like 400 calories of chocolate. I hope you know. <laughs> oh shit, dude! This is fucking stupid. This is a fun podcast. This has been a. This is a weird one. Last week I had uh, da- uh Dava Munyan on there. You know, um, who? Girl does a uh, online um uh, modeling, nude modeling, oh, all that stuff. The escort. The, the escort, yeah. Allegedly. That uh, that also was a dope ass fucking skier. It was a lot of, her and Spencer were like the funniest. Like they 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 were hilarious, just back and forth. Like just just the two, like I don't know. I just put Spencer in a room with anybody, and I'm like, this is gold. Yeah, Spencer's the finest. He's he's just an all around like golden boy. Like I fucking love him. Like if I could give him a trophy, I would. What is this done? Yeah, I'm just gonna oh, keep wow. going forever. I do this for two hours, Noyer. Are you fucking done? Are you tired? Fucking bitching and complaining. When's this over? No, I just I I guess I've just been here for a while. Yeah, we've been here for a while. I'm I like hanging out. I think out I'm here. just stoned. Stoned and I'm losing. Yeah, let's. You know what? 
I think that's time to play some more music. I got I got some good stone music, you know? You want to listen to some good stone? Oh, oh shit. shit. Fuck it. We got a whole ass another caller. Take it. Let's fucking right go. After this commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hello? You're on Mutiny Hello? Radio. Oh, uh, I wanted to tell you guys to stop talking shit about me, because I'm on my way there. Who is this? Spencer. Spencer? Oh, shit. Fuck you, Spencer. Ha! <laughs> no, hurry up and get here. I was actually just saying how much of a waste of fucking mic time Spencer the Divine is. Oh, no. That I wasn't know, what I we were saying. You. We were talking good things. No, I think, honestly, he's kind of a hack, dude. <laughs> no, no, Mark, no. Honestly, bro, like I think Spencer no, Devine, he needs to he write more jokes because he doesn't write enough, dude. If Spencer just wrote a little bit more, I think he'd be a lot better. But unfortunately, he just gets on stage way more than he writes, dude. Oh man, he, he's all just right. I'll see you hacks in like forty minutes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good, good, good. To s- I hope to see you soon. Okay, love y'all. Bye. Love you. Bye. Okay, now we can go to a commercial break now that we have the lovely Spencer Devine. Now, Spencer Devine, dude, he writes more than anybody I've ever met. And he, <sighs> and, and his his bits are fucking good. Like, and his good ones are great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't really have, I've never heard him do a bad bit. I'm like. It, it, it takes a lot in me not to, like, steal all the good shit he sends me on Facebook Messenger. Like He sends those to you, too? Yeah, he's like, he's like, he sent you, like, we're putting Spencer on blast right now, but, like, fucking, like, he'll send me just gold, and I'm like, I don't even want to react to it. I don't want to send him a thumbs up, because I'm like, fuck you, that joke is so clever and good. I'm mad I didn't write it. And, like, it, no, I just fucking... It's awesome, like getting to—I don't know—I just like like getting to see the process and getting to see stuff like that work out. He's incredible. Flesh out. He wha- like. he writes, he writes more than I think. Yeah, he has more fucking. He writes more jokes than I have thoughts about. Exactly what you should be doing as a comic is just constantly writing and writing and writing and writing and writing, and then perform it a little bit and then write it. Dude, I want to get casted for a fucking Bigfoot show, dude, on Discovery Plus, a Warner Brothers production. I could fucking go walk around the, the woods, and I, mean, I really don't want to walk around. Break me down, I watch the words 
tryna give it up, said that I ain't good enough Body red, drain, pour it up into my double cup Think of you, it makes me sick, now I feel like throwing up Can't you tell my brain and give me time, I need a couple months You hate my guts and break me down I watch the words come out your mouth I stand silent in the corner, no, I'd never make a
right, so that song is called I Really Want to Stay at Your House by Rosa Wilson and uh, Hallie uh, Coggins. That song, I first heard that uh, watching this anime called Cyberpunk, 20 uh, Cyber Cyberpunk Edge Runners, based in the Cyberpunk 2077 universe. And um, that whole anime focuses on uh, this concept and like of the future where people are able to cyborg and modify, you know, mod modify their bodies, you know, like com like upgrade their hardware, you know, and just be able to remove body parts and add body parts as they see fit, you know, like so like cyborg technology. But like uh, with that comes great risks, you know, and in this universe there's a thing called cyberpsychosis and what that is is the more animatronics you get, the more your nerve system, your nervous system goes, "Hey, I used to have human nerves there but now they're replaced with electronic ones and what that does apparently in this universe is messes up your brain and it causes like a psychosis like a permanent fucking crazy bad shit like hallucination shit's crazy you're psycho fucking out and you're borged out so you're a fucking human machine that's more machine than human you know what i'm saying like that's that's what happens in this universe and um the main character is a kid named David Martinez who's just this young kid who, like, just through bad... In the future, yeah, yeah. In the future anime, that's... Ba yeah, yeah, in the future anime. <laughs> Not now, girly. And... <laughs> Fuck it. So, it's really crazy, because this kid, like, out of, like, in this universe, he's, like, really resistant to, like, you know... Um, like these super powerful animatronics, and he gets this one that's called a sand devastan. It's a military grade uh, enhancement that goes up the his spinal column that makes it to where he can move at insane speeds by like enhancing mu muscle movement and stuff like that. And uh, so basically, it's like before you could blink your eye, he'd be about like behind you, like flash powers, right? But doing that, you know, it takes a huge toll on your nervous system. So the average person, it would make go cyber psycho and go crazy. So to prevent cyberpsychosis and pr like rejection of these like body parts, they take this medicine, right? These pills and this this you know anti-rejection meds. And basically, the more uh, borged out they get, the more meds they have to take to re prevent rejection and prevent psychosis. And um, just the like, you just basically watch these characters and you know ride the edge of you know towing the line of a cyber psychosis and reality and just pushing how far they could borg themselves out and you know just live this life of crime and it's such a fucking awesome show and i relate to it a lot because like because uh, you like to edge well i used to say yeah i like to edge so much <laughs> <laughs> i love edging there you go found the funny but right. find that little Go nugget target. But no, it's such a, like, well, I used to take a lot of, like, uh, antipsychotic medications. Like, actual antipsychotics, you know, like, fucking, I took a Geodon and a Zoloft and all that stuff for a long time. And uh, I no longer feel like I need to take it because, like, it sometimes just makes you worse. Like, you know, like, and I know I sound that's a Kanye thing in me to say. Like, I ain't taking the meds. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been off them for uh, almost five months now. I feel a lot better. Uh, I feel... I think, you know, a lot of my depression was uh, situational, you know. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, s I know I do struggle with bipolar disorder because, you know, I do have the symptoms. I do have the diagnoses, you know, but, like, I don't think, you know, you have to pump your brain full of chemicals, you know, all the time. Like, I did, like, for a while, you know, because I needed something to guide me, but I don't need that no more. But, you know, when I was on those medications, like, 
when I would not take them, oh, yeah, dude, I would lose my fucking mind. Like when when as soon as the withdrawals would first start, you know, off psych meds, like it's like it's like the rubber band effect. Like it's like all your symptoms like come back tenfold. You know, it's like I have psychosis. I see and hear shit that's not there. So you know, when I'm coming off those meds, I'm like, ah, the shadow people are real. Like you know, like they're coming to get me. Like what? You know, and uh, just one of the main characters in the show, like, if y'all haven't seen it, uh, spoiler alert, uh, there's this character named fucking, uh, I can't even fucking think of his name right now, um, Ma- uh, Maine, duh, fucking, anyway, uh, he was just a badass dude, and he was, like, so bored the fuck out, like, uh, like, super buff, like, giant, badass dude, and he took David under his wing, and, uh, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, uh, fucking, just it was just just really cool, and he 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 just at the end is like can't stop, won't stop. And fucking he's just Mr. Robot. dude, he goes he goes uh cy- cyber psychosis like he uh, during the middle of like a really big heist job, like uh they were like trying to extract information by having like a net run like in this world they have net runners right. which are people that could go into the internet of someone's brain like in this universe like you have fucking like three ports in your neck that you can just be like boop and upload files into your shit dog like you can be like, I can learn kung fu right now boom upload it right there it's so cool it's such a cool ass anime like wow. anyway uh but you can like literally like invade people's minds and shit but he goes cyber psychosis during the middle of this job, dude, and uh, shit just goes haywire, and all the cops are coming, and uh, he fucking during this scene right here, he's fully psychosis the fuck out. Just killed his partner, like his girlfriend, like held her, held her head with his left hand, pistol in the right hand, blew her fucking brains out because he thought she was a fucking bad guy. Yeah. No, she was a, uh, she was she was just trying to stop him from fucking you know killing everybody, and uh, and uh, he's fucking uh, <laughs> elevator full of cops. Door opens. He's covered in blood, dragging a dead body. Looks inside the elevator and says, "This mess my fault." And then just fucking throws a grenade in the <laughs> elevator and kills everybody in that bitch. Oh and it's God. it's so insane, dude. Like and he like he is so borged out that like it takes armies of these people to try and fucking take him down, dude. And he eventually just makes a bonfire of explosives and of and like his girlfriend's body, he puts it on there. And David comes, he's like, "We gotta get out of here, bro. We gotta get out of here." And he's like, "This is the end of the line, kid." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna stay here with you." And he's like, "You better leave. Get to running." And fucking, dude, it's so crazy. It's such a cool show, dude. You gotta watch it, man. Like, I know I gave you some spoilers, but it's 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 an intense show. Called? Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's on Netflix. It's only ten episodes long, so it's not like a huge commitment or nothing. It's just a really intense show, man. Like, and it's it's all about the anti-heroes, you know, like the people that are like the bottom of society people. And wow. it's really it's really intense. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. No, I'm in the middle. <laughs> in the middle of loss again, for the fifth time. That's like me and uh, Naruto. Season, I think I'm on season five, but there's only uh, I'm, I'm on like the uh, season six is the last season. Um, approaching the end of it. Huh. But then I'm gonna go deep into like different podcasts of it. I'm a fucking freak. I kind of about to get, get really weird into Lost. I've been weird into Lost since I was in like sixth grade, but I I wanna um. 
think I was like in fifth grade. I was young. I want to start watching Fargo. I've never watched it before. I hear it's good. You should watch this anime. Anyway. <laughs> no. I don't like anime. Dude, I don't like your fucking face. What are you even talking about? I know. Don't like anime. I'm not a big fan of I don't anime. Like anime. I know. It's just I don't like the art style or the voices. Uh, dude, that shit though. That that. <sighs> I get chills just thinking about that anime. Like it like fucked me up, man. You liked it. I did. It's a jam. I really did. Sorry, I'm just over here. Like I'm like projecting. You're fine. The beautiful thing about me is I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, my Swisher's sweet, but my Sig sour. Dirty rap. I was so fucking thrown off, like, out of my mind, and I was like, this right here is art. Trigger warning. (laughs) Drug references. Suicidal ideology.
Smoking that dope off the floor, let me blow. Hopefully don't come, don't fuck with y'all. Spray paint the walls with blood and whatever. Drag you boss, I let you rot in the weather. I don't think I can explain any better. I'm scared from the terror and live for the lesson. My first was an error. Yeah, these fools are crazy coming out of uh, New Orleans and shit. Like, uh, they live that hardcore lifestyle. Like, these fools face tatted out, like, thugged out white dudes. You know, and like, you know, like, <sighs> man, if you're from the slums, you're from the slums, you know what I'm saying? And these dudes really represent it and like, uh, like, represent a, a part of society that I don't think most people see. And it's really weird. Like, you know, like, that's why I like emo rap, and that's why I like, like, crazy shit like Suicide Boys. It's like, because it, or like, uh, ICP for the fucking, for fuck's sake. Like, Insane Clown Posse, the Juggalos. Like, all that shit, like, I mean, it represents just a fucking, like, such a, like, a obscure culture of people, you know? But, like, these are people that exist, and they exist, one, mainly because of poverty, two, because of fucking shame, Right? People that are shamed and made feel like shit, like, tend to stick together and, like, gravitate towards, you know, the shit that made them feel ashamed and feel like shit. So, like, you know, these guys talked about drugs and, you know, like, all the stuff that was representative of the, the culture and the environment around them. And, yeah, I just think it's wild. Yeah, it's really intense. Yeah. It's really intense music, but, you know, some people dig it. A lot of my friends from when I was younger, they, these guys, I feel like when they first came out, I don't know if it was when they first came out or maybe right after they got popular. There was a couple kid or uh, dudes in my, like a year older than me. Or I don't know. It, didn't hit, it doesn't hit my ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Some of it does, like that, that beat was dope. For sure, for sure. Like uh, they all they there's some dope ass songs out there like like by all kinds of artists like you know I even do you like Triple X and Tassian? Not really, no. No, he's a fucked up human being, bro. I could tell you the like life. I could tell you the biographies of these motherfuckers. Like I've seen all the documentaries. Like I love emo rap and like uh, this weird subgenre. Like all the way leading up to Triple X's death. Like you know. Like Machine Kelly. Fucking. You know, honestly, he wasn't bad back in the day. Like no, back in the day, he was cool. Like and like his pop punk stuff. I want to hate on it, but some of it's catchy and good. Like, and I hate to be like that, but like it's I, if you find yourself humming along to a fucking song, it's good, or at least it's good enough to catch your attention and make you remember it. Like, because I hate that song, emo girl, but I find myself fucking humming it sometimes. Like, I'm in love with an emo girl. That shit. Mm. Wouldn't listen. Yeah. 
But like I, his old shit, that 100 Words and Running uh, mixtape was dope as fuck. It was yeah. like one of those first ones. That was sick. And Scale, which is like another like that radio. Snail. Bangers, Alpha Omega, Why Die was dope. Obviously, Wild Boy that, was dope. That was really good. Huh? That was that was a good song. Till I Die. Yeah. Wild Boy with Waka Flocka. And that Cal song Williams goes hard. Count Williams is in the music video. So it's fucking uh, fuck. There's a lot of people in that video. Waka Flocka was like the most honest rapper. He was like, dude, I sucked at rapping, so I got my money and got the fuck out, dude. He's like, my songs suck. Why do you like, he's like, <laughs> I say the same thing. Waka Flocka in the building. Like, like, that's all he had. And like, fuck it. We loved it. And he got out for it. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, he was, he was interesting. I wasn't a big Waka Flocka fan, fan by any means, but he was dope on that song. He made it like super, he was like. Dude, Waka Flocka turns up like on anything. He had that same like uh, DMX energy where it's like, yeah. What do you think of Yellow Wolf? Speaking Yellow of white Wolf rappers, has banging ass freestyles, freestyles over like rock songs. Yeah, and that shit's dope. As midstream, that was dope. His like on one train, like he he's dope. He's dope. Got some like I like those songs like, where he talks about crystal meth, like Catfish yeah. Billy and fucking yeah, I love that. Pop the trunk is a fucking. Don't make me go pop the trunk. That shit's so fucking G, dude. Like whatever. That's fucking. Uh, that's a good one. Box Chevy. I box mm. Chevy. Daddy's label is a good one. Yeah, like white rappers are, you know, white I rappers. Like Ritz. Ritz is dope too. I like that song where he has, where he's like, uh, talking about overdosing at Coke at like two, a, uh, two a.m. in the morning. That shit's so fucking like, it's so surreal to me because he's like, I gotta be quiet because I'm in a p- my parents' house and I feel like I'm about to overdose and die. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, holy shit, dog. I remember fucking railing like a, a gram and a half off my fucking bathroom counter, like and. I think my sophomore year of high school. And, like, I was getting really heavy into blow, like, at that time. And, like, I was so young and, like, whatever, dude. I You know, you, you think you you can handle it, but I'm fuck, I just ripped it. Fattest line I ever did, you know. I was like, got to do it. And then I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the one. This is the big one. I'm going to die. I was like, I felt my heart booming. I was like, I'm, I got to tell my mom, dude. I got to go tell my parents. Like, I'm – <laughs> I got to a point with Coke where I would get a fucking bag, I'd break it up in the bag, be fucking chomp, like um, breaking it down with my fingers and shit, rolling around, shit, rolling around. Nice snortable dust. <laughs> nice snortable dust. And uh, I would take a dollar bill. Some of it off, but sometimes I wouldn't. <laughs> sometimes I wouldn't do a good enough pinch, and the airflow. I would take half of a gram, dude, just like that. I mean, just in one Hoover it, dude. half the fucking bag, dude, and one snort, just, Ooh. just, bam. I was on, and then, and then, you know what? I just have to get on the stage. 
soon as I'd, ru- I would go to the bathroom, uh, who's next? Me? Okay, great. Get the bathroom. I fucking roll my dollar bill. I rip one, clean my nose, go out and fucking get on stage, fucking have some of the best, some of the most phenomenal sets of my. Career. Well, I was just about to say, you know, I, I don't think I would like to see you on cocaine, like your comedy, because mm-hmm. I like what you're doing now. Simply yeah. just because, like, I've seen this really uh, interesting pocket that you get into. That's like uh, when you're fucking with the crowd, where it's like right on the borderline of like where they're like, like starting to get uncomfortable, and then you snap it too, and like it's so fun. It's so funny to watch that tension just cut, cut out of the room, and then it go back to the funny. Like, cause you you do it really, ma- you did it at Barbary, really funny with the dude in the in the booth. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the tension got real in there for a second. Everybody got real, like, oh, he's m- making fun of this guy. He's, uh, like, punching down, you know, like, got real serious. And the way you just brought it back, and then it just, whoosh, like, it was, like, breath of relief, and everybody laughed, and it was funny, and it was so, like, you know. But then I've seen other times where, where, it doesn't work. where you don't cut the tension, and it does not come back, right. you know. And and that's normally when you, I think, if you don't mind me saying, like when you've had maybe one too many, or you know, oh one, t- sure. you know, like or it, you know, it's you get in this. For when sure. I've seen like when you get in this pocket, you know, like that, like I love it, dude. It's so fucking. It's well, it's funny. It's and intense. You see a lot of open mics because it's like, you know, that's where you see me most of the time. But at showcases, I'm able to really fucking pull it together. Yeah. I've had a lot of really good success last this last year. Maybe about it this last year, I'd say. I really have turned it up. since it's Not even a year. Since I've been back from L.A., I've just changed. I've it's just My comedy's changed. I've gotten just a lot better. Exponentially yeah. better. Yeah, I, I think. You, do you think it's coming with sobriety, too? Oh, God. Yeah. Of course. But even uh, before sobriety, before when I was when I started touring, I wasn't doing drugs. Yeah. All the times I was homeless, I, I, I didn't start doing coke until I was maybe one. Yeah. See, like I had a, I got my drug problem done really young, uh, I guess, uh, but you know, like wh- when I was doing drugs, like that's all I wanted to do. Fuck, right. I didn't even care. Like, what? I didn't want to be a rapper. I wanted to die. I wanted to do drugs till I died. Now I'm sober, and I'm like, that's kind of lame. That was some stupid shit. It's a wasted life. Now I'm looking like I'm getting to hang out at the fucking great, like coolest radio station in San Francisco with my my homie, and uh, s- uh, you know, I get to blast emo rap on the radio. That's fucking cool. Fuck it. I want. I, I got some more shit I'm gonna play. Y'all ain't even fucking ready. I wouldn't even. Cause I oh, wanted to do bro. a showcase. Well, dude, I used to just lock myself in my house and smoke meth. Like, I, would never, like I would never buy the coke. I would. Ever just done a hot rail and then like played video games for twenty-two hours straight? Dude. Missing out. I was doing meth. Dude, like I did that real good, like down home, like Ooh. southern meth. <laughs> that good shit. That stuff that you know, this you could feel your hair growing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. Sobriety. I'm going on s- almost seven years now, guys. Seven years off of methamphetamine. Isn't that awesome? I think it's pretty cool. You know, I'm just chilling, man. Does we want to take another caller before we fucking close out. Is anybody listening? I'll take a caller. The number's 
Take another call. Good. Don't make me do it. I'll do it right now. You know what? We're about to play that space dandy. This song I dedicate to no one. Fuck it. I'm in the park smoking a doy. Shout out you in They would always try and make you sing I'm just tired of all the fucking abusing Man, I let me tell you if you know about your boy I just met the shawty and she makes a lot of noise We don't even know why she fucking with them boys Skirt off, that's her choice Skirt off, in the Royce Damn, baby, how you doing? I'm just trying to shoot my shot at you in They would always try and make you sing I'm just tired of all the fucking abusing Why you always talk about the motherfucking light? Cause it's really dark, I really need you thinking bright Nobody can hear a scream, nobody can save our lives Nobody can fuck around, fuck around, I end up life Baby, I've been trapped around sleep Baby girl, go collect my M's, please Cause they might fuck around and take a nigga fucking life Make you watch every part till I drift off and die on my chest while I'm laying on my side They done kill a nigga once And they finna kill me twice Nigga, they like everything I got said is really This nice. next song nigga, is called uh, 25 by uh, Lazy I want everything, I want everything Check him out on uh, TikTok JK, we're playing Oh My God. Also by King Louisiana.
Yeah, add the real King Lazy Eye, Dylan Wilson, on Instagram. Add him on TikTok. Send him five bucks. He's living in a fucking halfway house. He's trying to get his shit together.
This is my great uncle Gene Hensley, guys. I will pay and pay. This was his comeback song. I've done my troubles, I know, have just begun. Today, that old sun won't shine so bright. And I know that my home will be in shambles tonight. I cheated and I lied from sun to sun for cold silver dollars I'd go on the run a friend in need was not my plight and I know that my home will be in shambles tonight Alright, guys, the joke workshop's gonna start in like 10, 15, if comics show up. There's no one here. There's just art. The joke workshop coming up!
Spencer, I am not obnoxious. Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, 
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. What's up, Carl? How are you, man? What's up, Mike? Good to see you, hey, dude. Here. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm, where we stream <laughs> first. It's an audio recording. It's on an internet radio station here in San Francisco. Check it out. Mutinyradio.fm. Every Sunday at 2 p.m., our show goes out first. Oh. Then we're also a podcast with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we're also on YouTube right now. As the kids say, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. I'm here with Carl. How's it going? Good, good. Mike, Great. what is the movie we'll be watching today? Well, today we're going to be watching a film from 1980. It's called I Go Pogo. I Go Pogo. I you're ready asking to go me. Pogo. Now, Carl, you are a superstar. You're the reason why this show exists, the theme song, the production, the interview that we're coming up. And oh. you usually research the film, but today we're doing a switcheroo. I researched this film. I watched this film. I've got some notes on it. We're going to watch this film together. So here's the yeah. premise. We want you to go to YouTube. We want you to find I Go Pogo from 1980. It's going to be hosted by a guy named Joe Foreman, F-O-U-R-H-M-A-N. Find that link. It's the only full-length version of this movie in one to go. Yeah. Uh, go Joe ahead and Foreman. hit play. Joe Foreman. Not George Foreman, as we discussed earlier. Right. And then we and want you to click the link. F-O-U-R, like the number, right? Don't you want to right. dwell on that for a second? It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird, huh? All right. 4-H, man. Growing. Maybe he's into 4-H. We'll have to ask him. Okay. Well, he's 4-H, man. DM. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, enough about Joe. We want you to hit the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. When you hear go, we're all going to press it, and we're going to watch the movie at the same time. So if you're listening, you'll be watching with the sound off. If you're on the YouTube, we will sync up. the. We will show the video. In fact, I'm going to go right now to the video. So while I get things set up and while you get things set up, we have a special celebrity comedian. Carl interviewed, going to talk a little bit about their art. Then they're going to do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when that comedian says go, hit go, and we'll be back and we'll start the movie. All right, Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Liam Wolf. Welcome, Liam. Thank you for having me on, Carl. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Now, Liam, we see each other out there on the comedy scene. Mostly it's open mics, but I know you're all over these shows. You know, I see you on these posters. You're down at Uncle Vinny's. Ugly Pancake is, uh, Productions is booking you all the time. Tell me, how long have you been doing comedy, and what got you started? Um, so I'm, if I can remember correctly, I think by this September, it's going to be five years. It's going to wow. be five years of comedy. Um, it's either five or four. Sometimes I don't count the COVID year, but <laughs> sometimes it's always sense. in there. But, um, I started back, uh, 2018, um, uh, like right near the tail end of it over in the Asbury park scene when that was growing, when that was still going on. Um, and just, it was sort of like, I just got out of like some really awful stuff in my life and I was like, 
mm-hmm. you know what? Why not? Why not stick my foot right into comedy? I ran into I ran into Richard Dweck, uh, uh-huh. the man, the myth, the legend, at a yeah. at a bar, and uh, they were doing like a comedy night there, and I was like, man, I could probably do this. And the first year, I was awful. But, you know, but I had the ego that I was like, no, I'm doing great. I'm awesome. (laughs) I'm the best. And it wasn't until, like, I guess the post-COVID years where, like, I started to at least get my my grind in and get Mm -hmm. the work in place and sort of figure out all the, all the integral little, like, small, small stuff. Like, you know, you know, finding your voice and, like, setting up your punchlines and getting everything accurate enough so that, um... You know, I, I'm pretty confident in my own abilities now as opposed yeah. to before, you know? Well, you make me laugh, that is for sure. Now, you just mentioned Asbury Park. I think of you as like a Central Jersey comedian. Is that fair? Do you consider yourself a South Jersey comedian? How do you look at it? No, I, I consider myself a short comic. A short mm-hmm. comic. A uh, short comic. Yeah, you know, because like Central Jersey, I always think of that as like Trenton and like that area. Um, but I'm over by like, you know, you know, uh, Atlantic Highlands and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Sandy Hook yeah. and, uh, you know, Seabright in that area. So it's a lot more beachy, a lot more fun. Um, and that's sort of more of where I sort of identify, identify myself as, um, but like, you know, also too, like Brunswick's also technically like on the border. Yeah, so it really is sort of central Jersey and there's, uh, that Mike, is it on tonight? Uh, well, I believe tonight is Kyle's turn. So, yeah, it's sort of like an interchangeable, like, uh, partnership thing between uh, Tiz Irie and myself and uh, Kyle Colorado, whose mic's going on tonight uh, yeah. at the uh, George Street Co-op, which is always a blast. It's always a banger. Now, I see you hosting more and more their poems and punchlines. I guess, I mean, are you doing it just to get your chops? Do you really enjoy hosting? Um, it's a, it's a mix of, it's a mix of, of, you know, getting my chops in, getting my time in, uh, getting the grind in. And, um, also just that scene is also so, so amazing and so fulfilling. Like you could, you could seriously just go down there and there's always an audience there willing to listen and laugh if it's worthwhile. Um, so it's always a blast to go down there. Um, and also too, like you know, I've I've gotten told multiple times that like people are like, yeah, Yo, you're like the best host in the scene right now, right. and I'm like, look, right. I get it, I get it, I <laughs> yell a lot, I get it, I get people's attention, I get it, <laughs> but like you know, it it now, also gets my confidence going. Anyway, what's up? You have a podcast very similar to ours. It's a movie podcast in which you're riffing and talking, and it's called Bombed with exclamation point, bombed exclamation point. Tell us about this podcast. Yeah, so it's a uh, movie comedy podcast, Bombed. Uh, you can find it wherever podcasts are held hostage, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, mm. Stitcher, what have you. And um, it's technically like a – we select a movie, we sit down, we've watched it before we get on the mics, uh, we take a hell of a lot of notes, and we go into sort of like how it was made, who are the people behind it, who are the key figures – what happened that caused this movie to be absolutely like destroyed in the box office? Because <laughs> sometimes it's like scheduling conflicts, but other times you get like the dirty drama. You get gotcha. the good stuff. You get like recently we just re- were working on a recording of uh, 
Paul Schrader's The Canyons, which uh-huh. is one of the most one really bad one where Paul Schrader and Brett Easton Ellis worked with like a post rehab Lindsay Lohan who yeah. was just a total diva on set and like also still relapsing. So it was just a chaotic shoot overall. And so I've just been getting notes for all of that. But we've also done, like, I used to do it as a solo podcast. Now I have my two co-hosts, Matthew Komar and Matt LaRue, who aren't Mm -hmm. comics. They're just cinephiles. And uh, we just sort of riff and raff, and we have a blast with it. That sounds really good. Now, where is that? Can we find it on YouTube? Uh, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We do it the old-fashioned way, where we just pop it onto every audio platform possible. Yeah, yeah. you know, anger. It's it's not a vi- it's it's audio only is really what I'm asking. Yeah, it's audio only. Yeah. Okay, now Leon Wolf, how can people find you out there on the internet? A website, a YouTube channel, your social media. How do people find out what's going on with you uh, and um, maybe check you out? So they can follow me over on you know Instagram and Twitter under uh, Liam underscore Wolf underscore Man. On okay. Instagram. Also, I would suggest too following bombed exclamation point cast on Instagram as well for trademark purposes, so that we don't get <laughs> sued by bombed cast with the giant giant bombs podcast. <laughs> um, so Mark. you can follow us also on Instagram. Uh, you could follow me. I believe I'm also Liam Wolf on Twitter. Mm. Uh, Liam Wolfman on Twitter as well. Uh, that's where you can follow me. And then of course, um, you know, Facebook. I go by my shoot name on there, so uh, uh, it may be a little difficult, but if you yeah. see it, an asshole either holding a coffee in his profile picture, holding a microphone looking scared, or a photo of Anthony Quinn or Dan Caprio for some reason, that would be my account on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me all there. That, that's where all my socials are at. Okay, Liam Wolf. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play on their YouTube device at the exact same time we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Liam Wolf, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, everybody. Are you ready? In three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to hearing it. We are now in 1980s Showtime land. Wow. Hey, wait, 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 wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Wait. Family time. Wait. This is a Showtime family time. Aw, this is a Showtime family time. It. No, the kids can watch it in their PJs. Now, this movie has a really sordid past. I don't know if you're familiar with the daily comic strip Pogo. I know it existed. I know it was political. Right. Hey, you're absolutely right. It did exist, and it was political. It took place <laughs> in the Oki Pinoki Swamp. So here we are, Walt Kelly's Pogo. Now, this movie came out in 1980. He passed away in 73. His uh, uh, widow is involved in this. And okay. this is a very, very elaborate full-length claymation movie where they use, like, flexi animation. They have models. They have miniatures. They have set backgrounds. And they're going to uh, – right now it's the song I Go Pogo. Here, let's listen to a little bit. I go. I go. Pogo for president. 
So this is a very elaborate. It was a cartoon, right, from 1948 to 73. So it was beyond us. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it started off as a comic book, uh, Animal Comics, 1941. Mm -hmm. He was doing like these Uncle Remus stories about a little black boy and Albert the alligator, and they meet Pogo the possum. And then, you know, several years later, he dropped the, the little black boy storyline and <clears throat> kind of used Pogo as the character. So this guy, Mark Kanoi, he's does hasn't done shit since. I know he works. I think Killer Clowns from Outer Space was their production house. He directed this elaborate movie. So you're right. It's based on a political daily comic strip from the 50s when they okay. were going after simple Jay Malarkey at his Un-American Committee. Right, <laughs> and basically it was just ca cartoon characters, political politicians as animals. So you would have Fidel Castro, you would have, I don't know, the Soviet. Yeah. What's the guy's name? Nikachov, whatever well, he was. He had, in the, he had the eyebrows. With yeah, the cough, something like that. They would show up in the swamp, but he really hated Senator Joe McCarthy, so he had simple Jay Malarkey. Right. Okay, so here. Here we are. Pogo's our hero, and that's Porky Pine, and there's Albert the Alligator, and there's Howlin' Owl, or Owl Howl Howl Owl Howl, Owl Island. It's like Howl Howland Owl. Now this movie just jumps right into it. They're saying we want Pogo to run for president again. Okay, run for president of the United States, not of their yeah. little pond. Yes, not of some imaginary swamp. Excuse my nose. Who is but the, the deal with the blue hat again? The blue hat right there, that's Porcupine, and that's voiced by Jonathan Winters. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan Winters, this a, it's a killer's row of, of voice talent. There's Pogo. I don't know if you saw Fritz the Cat. But sure. That's Fritz. Yeah, so that's the voice of Fritz the Cat. Uh-huh. Albert the Alligator is none other than Stan Freeberg. Here, let's listen to him. How much for being this this guy he's been around in like anime. Oh, got me to run in the past, but never again. Forget it. I don't even like kind of hickey. Yeah. So they all they're all live in the swamp and we're going to meet all the characters. I think the one character that's not in the movie is Beauregard Dog, but okay. They're all represented in here. You're going to it's interesting too. The voice sound like I said it's fucking killer's row. One of the characters uh, is going to be voiced by Jimmy Breslin. Okay. And who, Ruth Budzi. Yeah, go ahead. Jimmy Breslin. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Breslin, we know from New York. Uh, was he, did he write for the Daily News or the Post? They never really say. Oh, he wrote The Gang Who Wouldn't Shoot Straight. Guy. Right. He was a New York personality. Right, 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 right. Jimmy Breslin. <laughs> he always wore a suit because he was a reporter. Right, right. And he had that voice. So it's yep. interesting about that. So. We're introducing the villains. Here is like his name is Molester Mole. And this is oh. Muskrat. Yeah, but they don't really Molester. call him Molester in this movie. And and what's Vincent that's Vincent Price. What's his name? Vincent Price is the muskrat guy. I forget the first name. So the mole is Jonathan Winters, who plays three roles in this movie. And then we hear jo uh Vincent Price doing the voice of the muskrat. What's interesting to me is that in this movie, Muskrat seems like he's human, right? Big cook nose. And they're planning right here to uh, yeah, control the elections. They're saying, listen, if we if we control the pieces, you know, we win the game. So okay. we put on some simpleton to run. 
and then we find a simple opponent and we hold all the cards. So we need to get Pogo to run for president. Because Pogo's a dummy. That's a, oh, yeah. He's like an therapy. every possum. He's an every possum, you know, and he's going to – people like him in the swamp. Pogo is a possum? Yeah. Yeah, they have a bunch of characters. See, I have a – you know what's really great? I got, I got all my research uh, this time from YouTube. Uh, yeah. Ohio State just had a retrospective on Walt Kelly from last year, and they had a half-hour virtual tour that was delightful. You know who, who's influenced by this trip? Who's a lot that? of people. Dewsbury, obviously, for the political stuff. Uh, Bloom County, they had their own little Bloom County. Okay. Uh, uh, Dewsbury, of course, I mentioned that. Shoe, do you remember Shoe, where these owls ran a yeah. newspaper? Nope. Okay, well, this, there's an owl that runs a newspaper in this trip. And, uh, oh, wait, I think I do remember. I, I did. Oh, no, that was. Oh, yeah, right. Once there was an you owl know. here, and I was like, Shoe, Shoe. <laughs> Shoe, right. right. No, no, different. It was the wrong thing. That alligator I've seen in Jeff Smith's phone. He has like a phone bone character, which looks like Albert the alligator with a even with a cigar. And then uh, Albert the alligator talks stupid. Boop, boop, boop. Well, he talks like Stan Freeberg. I don't know. Oh, okay. Do you remember Stan Freeberg? Does that name no. ring a bell to you? No, 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 no. You know how you know Stan Freeberg? Do you remember the Encyclopedia Britannica commercials where there was yeah. like some Simon uncle cousin Simon kid who was like what? That's his son Donovan, and uh -huh. he directed all those Britannica uh, Encyclopedia Britannica ads. So you know, we, you're right probably... that that guy's a human hanging out with all the animals. It's weird, but he's not though. He's a muskrat, but <clears throat> he doesn't really come across. He kind of comes across, you know, as a Jew. I always point out anti-Semitism every chance I can get, but you got a hook no cloven uh adult trying to to manipulate things. So I don't think it was his attention. Yeah. Uh, Do you know how mm -hmm. yeah, it wasn't the intention. It just comes, you know, my, no, my it might have been the intention. Might have been. <sighs> they're they're hoodwinking they're hoodwinking Pogo right now to take his photos so they could use it for the campaign. There's no it's interesting this movie because it was supposed to come out four months before the 1980 uh, election. That right? would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. They were promised that, and then the company reneged. They said, no, we're not going to. They even had a company poster set up and everything. in their best interest if that's when it would make more money. Well, you know what they did? They decided to release it as a video cassette available at Photomat. So in 1980, if you went to a Photomat kiosk, you could purchase for whatever the retail price in 1980 for a video cassette. Uh-huh, $7.99. Oh, yeah, it was $7.99. <laughs> it was like $59. I think it was $54. Oh, like those first – remember that? I remember that. Yeah. And then, like, would always... next thing you know, they'd be 20 bucks. Well, a lot of times it was priced because they want to keep it rental. Like, if you bought E.T. back in the day for 20 bucks, you would never re-rent it. So no. Say, oh yeah, it's available for retail. It's eighty nine ninety five. Oh, you gotcha. better. You might as well rent it. Mm -hmm. Cheaper to rent it. Yeah. So this movie, like, I'm gonna get into the detail about the production because I watched. This guy has a, a playlist of all the co press coverage in 1980, Evening Magazine. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, okay, are they doing a press photo right now? I mean, he's on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. He's a president. He is on Mount Rushmore. And so I think okay. what it is is like. 
he poked his like, hey, Pogo, do you mind poking your head in there? And he's like, sure. So he and got then, into doing it because yeah. they really want him to. Okay. Are we getting hilarity right now? Do you know how many? So they say like it takes them like eight hours to build a model. And they use like wood and scalpels to kind of and brushes to smooth things right. down. Right. But they can only use a model for like four seconds worth of film. And then they mm -hmm. have to use a new model because it gets too dirty. So every wow. time you see a scene, it's a new model. That's There's crazy. so much effort. And you know, I've I remember the trailer and when I watched some of the other video. Obviously, we want to thank Joe 4H man for posting this, but this Thanks, is like dude. one of the worst copies I've seen. You know, it's not a great copy. Thanks it's for it's nothing, dude. Thanks for nothing, dude. I want my money back, Joe H. Listen, uh, wait till you see Stewardess School next week. It's just as you know awful <laughs> UHS copy on YouTube. Oh, I saw Stewardess School on Prime Video. I, I don't know if I could watch a cheap version of it. Yeah, Fourth well. Hour. If you're watching our show, you're gonna. We have the but Greek if, one. We also have the Greek one. But if you watch this, like the first generation version of this, it's yeah. smoother than the Smurfs. I mean, it's gorgeous looking. Absolutely well, look gorgeous. It is, you know, and they made this whole world, and we're in this big, you know. I think there's a disconnect because one, it is difficult to switch mediums, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's one thing to do an animated special. Chuck Jones did a. Uh, Pogo special in 69 that the uh, creator hated oh, and uh, he did what he responded was that well Kelly came up with his own cartoon which is on YouTube it's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous uh, but it was never finished so if you have a chance to check out Walt Kelly's animation it's great but a lot of things get lost like he's great because his he was a Disney animator. Like he's credited on Dumbo. He's uncredited for Fantasia. He left in 41. Uncredited, okay. Yeah. He did a bunch of shorts with them and stuff like that. When he started doing animal comics, he still applied that animation flow. So everything is vibrant and moving and full of life. And he has this great detail. And then his calligraphy, the lettering he does is so great. We're going to meet a character named P.T. Bridgeport, the Jimmy uh, Breslin guy. And right. when he speaks, it's calligraphy. Like it's, you know, like a movie, like a P.T. Barnum poster. Who's showing so, up in this limo? He's having a fantasy. So let me tell you what's going on. This is all political humor minus the politicians. So it's basically how to run for office. They want. They just said, hey, Albert, you're going to be the campaign manager for Pogo, and you're going to make lots of money. And then he fantasizes him on a limo. <laughs> Look how so beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, all and this stuff is gorgeous. Yeah, and it's now, really we're seeing a very bad copy. Very bad copy. The question he asks is that if you're familiar with the comic strip, what does this have to do? I mean, on its own, it's beautiful, right? And if they were doing like the adventures of Sanitary Napkin, it would be a great original story. But they're taking, you know, Walt Kelly's story, right? And they're creating it into this full length, ninety minute. Uh, masterpiece and things get lost you know there's a disconnect yeah. you can never really replicate the cartoon so you go okay no problem we'll, we'll do it unless on the you actually story. you did it like a an animation that was a black and white sketch in a you know right well you know yeah. it's funny i saw this movie in the theater on tuesday and it was in black and white should have gone mm -hmm. sunday this movie yeah the, the daily showing white. was in black and white but on sunday Why? it was in color 
Because it's a comic strip, and I'm trying to make a joke. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so Monday through Saturday, it's black yeah, and white. Simple. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Sunday there. <laughs> now, what is shoot. going on? I don't know what's the plot at all. Is this sure? I'm, I'm going to tell you. This? So, they have bullet points of of how a campaign works, and they're making fun of it. Okay. So right now, Howlin' Owl just printed. Oh, here he goes. He goes. Ah. Blasted punk rock, miserable punk rock. <laughs> and it's 1980. Yeah, so that was a little inside. That that one was for us, the kids. Yes, that's right. We've never heard of fucking Walt Kelly, but heard of punk rock. <laughs> oh, I just spilled coffee. Yeah, keep going. Oh, me? When I first watched this film, I said, I don't like this. And then I called Mike and I said, I, I let's skip Pogo. And he goes, I'll tell you what, let's make it a switcheroo. And I said, great, great. Because look how pretty it is. Look how beautiful it is. Oh, it's definitely worth watch. But it's not it's not the strip. Uh, and what they're doing is, so the, the guy who has a newspaper, he wrote Pogo Wins Election. And right. it lands on Albert. And, and by the way, the turtle, you want to guess what the turtle's name is? Uh, is it Slowpoke? Is it Shelly? It's Shelly. It's Shelly, it right? No, it's Femi La Church. Femi La Church. Okay. Is she French? And, yeah, I guess, but feminine, right? Fem? Anyway, so it's yeah. uh, Arnold Stang. Our buddy Arnold Stang does the voice. Mr. Top Cat. Hercules goes to New York. Uh, right. And, you know, him and Jonathan Winters were both in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Yeah, I guess I need to watch that film again. Everybody references it all the time. I remember it, but uh, I didn't. I wasn't laughing as hard as everybody else. It's one of those movies where it's uh, you're not gonna laugh out loud. You know, either well, you're gonna. The, you, I did a couple times. They, what is her name? Merman Ethel Ethel. Yeah, Ethel Merman. Yeah, so she's in the car, bitching and complaining and to the, the son-in-law. And then the driver goes, boy, I don't envy being you, buddy. <laughs> Which is <laughs> Thomas, yes. horse right to her face. Well, it wasn't literally to her face, but she's like, It was Terry Thompson, right? He must have embarrassed bad. in front of the whole cabin. Oh, everyone's thinking what he's saying. Ethel Merman is such a hottie. And then in this movie, they just kind of make her into this awful mother-in-law. <laughs> All right. So what's going hottie. on is that. It's never a hottie. Even, well, when she was young, I guess, but... Oh, you mean during those swimming spectacles? She was hot. Okay, she was certainly All right. All right. I lost my glasses. Hey, mister, yeah. here's your glasses. Oh, that's the so, bad guy, and a good guy helped them. So what they're going to do is they need to find an opponent. Somebody who... Uh, they can manipulate. They so, so this guy is named Fremont the Bug. He's a legitimate character. And he, he ran – when Pogo ran for president in 1950, this was his competition. All he says is two words, just fine. That's his mom right there. So they're so That's excited that this – I think it's cute. This was one of the only good things I liked before I told you. I don't want to do this. This is indeed a pleasure. Let's hear the just fine voice. Just fine. Just a natural talking fool. That's Vincent Price. Just fine. So we're not making fun of politicians. We're making fun of the political American process of running for can uh, for presidency. So there'll be fundraising. There'll be canvassing. There'll be the convention. These are kind of the bullet points they hit. 
So they're evergreen, you know, it's not, uh, it's, they're not making Joseph McCarthy jokes, you know. So is he going to be their opponent? I didn't see this. That's right. Nothing really happens in this movie, Carl, but yeah, that's exactly right. He's going to be the, the, the opponent. All right. Well, that's fine. That's just fine. I, let me see if I can find, so I want to talk a little bit. John Ellis has a, a YouTube channel and he has all these uh, evening magazines and stuff. So from what I learned from evening magazine from 1980, uh, this is called Flexiform Animation. And they use character models to change the position and shape. They shoot it frame by frame. They use extensive storyboards. They have over a thousand panels. Uh, they use like, uh, sculptors use tools to reach out in smooth places like a brush and scalpel. It takes five to eight hours to make a model depends mm-hmm. on uh, then each character lasts 48 seconds and every time you see a model it's a new one also like there's the background of course the swamp they have these model characters and then they have little miniature props like we'll see food yeah. and like you know uh bon- chocolate bonbons with chocolates inside all of that's like made. a cane or a phone or a hat you know we're going to see something really cool we're going to see a working functional pinball machine huh. uh and and the guy said it took him two months to build. Wait, working and functional. So it's not a pinball machine. It's a model. It's a miniature pinball machine that has a bunch of switches to turn lights on and off. Now, am I at all looking at clay because the way their eyebrows go and their expressions? Yeah. Okay. It's clay over the model or it's a model clay? The model is made out of clay. And what they do is it's they shoot it frame by frame. And they use the tools to move the mouth. They keep the, the characters there and they move it, you know, ever so slightly. That's why it looks a little more realistic. So basically, if you ever read the strip, when they go fishing, the boat has a different name on every panel and they kind of honor that. Yeah, it looks great. No, but under the water, looking down on them through the water, visually stunning. Yeah. I think more, I'll I mean, stop bringing it up. Well, I think the director that. does a great job. Look at that. Oh, well, you know, men of my age wear corsets. <laughs> Is that a girdle, essentially? Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, I'm thinking it's... of doing that. I'm thinking of investing uh, 86 bucks and getting myself a pair of Spanx. I'm going to get myself a toupee, and when it falls off, I'm going to be super embarrassed. And then yeah. when my shirt comes off and my corset's revealed, I'll be, like, even double embarrassed. Now, of course, that is that one with strings in the back, and you pull it tight, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm getting Spanx. Spanx. Spanx is no problem. There is a nod on this thing. One charming... Now, Jonathan Winter does three voices, but the voice of Porcupine sounds exactly like Jonathan Winter's that we know and love. The depressed Jonathan yeah. with you know, no one likes me. Oh. oh, that one? I think of Jonathan Winters as being goof like... Uh, let's hear it. Okay, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Put your pressure down here. That is, if you get a bite, all them things, on. I don't know what's going on on that other side there. I ain't going to worry about that. This, this is the side. See, if I was to get a bite. <laughs> oh, you know what? I got it on the setting. Oh, golly, let me give you a hand. Do you notice the uh, name on, on the book? Isn't I'm sorry. Is wasn't he like the middle-aged chubby guy? Yeah, kid sometimes, and you'd be on television all the time. All the time, he played Mirth. 
Mark and Mindy's son and towards the end of the season show. Don't remember they that. gave birth to a grown a grown man? No, I don't. Uh, look, look. Yeah, he, I'm not mentioning right? that looks. No, I'm I didn't say that. Uh good old squirt. I think the fish. So basically all Ugo wants to do in this movie is to fish with his best friend Porcupine. But okay. the swamp won't let him. They want him to run for president. Yeah. And this is going to bum out Porky. And, you know, Pogo is never. Don't comment. Don't comment. I'm not commenting. You know, it's interesting. That evening magazine, they talked to the director, and he was saying, if we can do it, we will do it. We will make it possible. So you will notice, like, Albert will be blowing smoke rings or there'll be bubbles coming out of a cauldron or you can see underneath the water. They kind of go beyond what they this you, you know, know how many how many was for this? I could tell you how much time they spent on it for a crew of forty five. No, thank you. So you don't know like, it must have been so ten months. It must have been so much money. Now these little mice I don't get. They're like kind of they are now in the business of polling, P-O-L-L-I-N-G. So oh. they're going to, yeah, so, you know, when uh, they're going to call up and say, what do you think of this candidate? Okay. So this is the political humor that I mean. Like, it shows the, the ropes of the elections and how, what you have to do, but without naming names. They're not doing Jimmy Carter jokes. They're not doing uh, uh -huh. just the process. The title itself is based on Eisenhower. I like Mike. I like Ike. I Excuse me. I like yeah. So when I like Ike was popular, I right. go Pogo was the daily comic response. I like Mike. I like Mike too. Yeah. I want to be like Mike. Yeah, be like <laughs> Mike Spiegelman. Yeah. Well, that movie, Like Mike, was great. I had a great time on set, and they were really, you know, a little bow wow was terrific. That's good. Yeah. Then I found out it wasn't about me. Yeah, what a bummer. Okay, see, look, a little smoke coming out of here. Okay, now this is like a funny bit. They're trying to figure out the campaign. And the owl says, well, we're down a half a million. And then the, the turtle's going to turn to Albert and goes, what did you do with a half million? Yeah, I remember this. I remember this. That's right. It was going to be all this mix-up. And then the owl's going to say, well, actually, we, we're back a million. And then the, the turtle's going to say, a million and a half? Where did we spend that? No, we never had it. It's like uh, Lewis Carroll funny logic, right? Let's listen. Go off with her head. Oh, you give it back. See, he wants the half a million back. Leave it, leave it. Their view understands. What do you mean? Nobody took any. Well, we never had anything to begin with. That's why we're short. In fact, not only are we short a half a million dollars, we're short a million dollars as well. Oh, no, that makes a million and a half missing. The problem See. is increasing every minute. Who else knows about this? Hmm. Nobody actually. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, Alice in <laughs> Can you imagine spending all day, all night doing claymation and then having it ruined by that music? <laughs> <laughs> All these things are built. The, the sneakers in the background. Look at the. Well, I think that's clay. But look at that the owl. I mean, that owl. The, the owl with the bite. Yeah. 
Yeah. The pan. We'll see the pinball machine. There's going to be a car chase at the end. It looks great. For sure. I mean, you can get. I don't know. I guess Showtime in the 80s was pretty classy. This movie came out on uh, a video cassette in 80 in time for the election. And then on November 2nd, 1982, the midterm election, HBO premiered it. So it actually premiered on the midterm election. So it did get its little wish. And Disney released it on video, I think, in 84. And it was an 89 version, but it was never been on DVD. Now, the thing is, back in the day, HBO was number one, right? Right. And then yeah. Showtime was number two. If you didn't have it, right. then you got. Then there was a third one with like an E. There was like always there was a Epic. third tier. Any tier, anything under HBO and Showtime. Stars. Stars, Epic, Encore. Um, yeah, maybe Cinemax, uh, which I think was HBO, or no, that was Showtime. I think. Cinemax. No, that was. Oh. Was so it let's a, listen to Jimmy Breslin. You know what? Well, we had one of those, but uh, this is Sam Freeberg right here. A misunderstanding, Glenn Lizard. I'm referring to reimbursement of the pecuniary kind. Money. So P.T. Bridgeward, he comes in, he says, hey, you guys are going to run a campaign. You need me for fundraising, and I'll take a cut. Don't worry about it. So this is like the the flourish language, the calligraphy language, and so they use Jimmy Breslin. Said he had our best interests at heart. Well, not at heart exactly. Boink. More like in his pocket. He gets interest for everything he does. Ah. Oh, interesting. Tell you what I'm going to do for you, boys. I'll organize this whole thing for you, and it won't cost you a single cent, other than a small share of the results. Say seventy to start, and add expenses on later. These politicians, right? What a bunch of politicians, huh? That's politics, folks. So, you know, what difference does it make if he's going to take 71 if he could raise 70, right? And he's like, 